Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Siada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. So, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Change Making Women. And tonight on the show, we have Kimberly Vice, who is, well, tell us where you are, Kimberly, because you're not in your normal home. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, well, currently I'm visiting the U.S. where you can, my accent, I think it gives it away. I'm from mm-hmm. the United States, but um, mm-hmm. I actually live in Singapore at the moment and I've been there for about two years. But before that, I was living in London, England for about four. So mm-hmm. like, I like moving around, but currently I live, my home base is in Singapore, but um, haven't been in the U.S. for a little bit, so I'm here visiting family and yeah, enjoying eating bagels. <laughs> <laughs> You're a true global citizen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Singapore most of the yeah. time these days. Tell us a bit about the work you do because I know it's not necessarily um, mm. just in Singapore that you work. So, tell yes, us a bit about the work that you do and yeah, definitely. Okay. So, um, I do health coaching and life coaching with women that are in that pattern of overthinking a lot, feeling like they have to be perfect with everything and basically like stop freaking out about eating a cookie, mm-hmm. like or five cookies or 10, however many cookies someone wants to eat. And mm-hmm. I sometimes I'm hesitant to tell people I'm a health coach because my, you know, my approach is very different than a lot of people in the sense that like, I don't think like one body type is the right body type. And I don't think you can tell someone's health by their size or their weight or any of that. And um, yeah, I just think people should kind of eat whatever they want and not just, you know, only eat kale and organic apples because A, that doesn't work for everyone and B, like, that's not what health is. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of my approach. So I work with women around redefining what, um, you know, health is for them, figuring out body image, a lot of the, that kind of like self-hatred we have for ourselves that we're taught, you know, throughout our whole lives, like all the day, all the time walking around through commercials and just life and people telling us that like, we'll be happy if we weigh a certain amount or if we look a certain way or yeah. And it's just pretty awful. So I work, (laughs) I work with women around that kind of that kind of stuff and um a lot around the the food uh, the food piece especially and mm-hmm. body and movement and how we can reestablish like how we're going how we're going to trust our body and believe that it knows what we should do and how we should feel mm-hmm. yeah. so it's really interesting Kimberly and I'm I'm interested to know a bit about how you came to be doing that work like what oh, was your yeah <laughs> Oh, yes. Well, I'll try to give a more speedier version of that. I'm like, well, this is my whole life story. But um, well, maybe that's yeah. important. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. Well, it's, it, you know, it's always been definitely part of my own, I guess, body story was always like many women, you know, struggles with weight. I mean, for so, so many people, it, like we're taught as young girls, like, a very young age, like when we should go on a diet, like, or what beauty looks like, or like, you know, you hear like, 
you know, eight-year-old saying things, you know, you see it now and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe that eight-year-old thinks she's fat. And you're like, well, what is, what is society teaching her? Mm-hmm. Um, and I know this is a, a, an issue with men and, and women in different ways, but um, I do mostly work with women. But um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. and so, so that, I mean, that was always, you know, naturally like something that went on in, in my life, um, just feeling like, one body was the right body. Like I, you know, everyone would like me like from a, like from a young, young age, like, Oh, I'll be the most popular if I, if I weigh a certain amount or it was always like life will be good when, and it was you know equated sometimes to thinness. And I mean, that's a lot of the messages people get. Um, and I certainly got, and so, I mean, it wasn't my whole life, but that was kind of, you know, something like lightly permeating in the background. Mm-hmm. And then I think like I, I went, um, how I kind of got more involved in what I'm doing now is I had worked in, I had wanted to work in public relations. So I, I did that for a few years and I actually did not like it at all. And, and then, and then quit and then was in this place of like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life mm-hmm. and kind of went back and thinking about times that things I loved, what I was passionate about. And I, there was something about girls and working with girls and groups of women and coming together. And those were always like times in my childhood when I was happiest. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, how can I do that? How can I recreate that? So I started, um, we'll call it networking, but it was more like aggressively, (laughs) you know, emailing people being like, hi, I don't, I didn't have any connections in the, in the quote, like girls empowerment space. And so I Mm -hmm. kind of, I guess, forged my own way within that and then in the background of that while I was kind of finding this new career I was also working on my own um my own health uh, health stuff because I had been working in this job in PR and I had been taking horrible care of myself like just you know sitting at a desk all day and not like eating just like crap but like consist I just wasn't feeling good I was stressed all the time I was getting Mm -hmm. sick all the time so it was a lot of stuff going on and so in this period of like me figuring out a new job and um, and going on my own health journey, that's kind of how like different elements started to come together. But so I started working for a couple nonprofits. Um, and then I actually ended up working at this one very well-known company that, uh, works with women around weight, which I, I have a different viewpoint than them now, but it was like conversations I was hearing both in the spaces with girls and teenagers and women. And I started like, there were just these different elements of things going on. And I thought there's a problem here. I want to do more. Um, so then that kind of was the catalyst of me starting my own business mm-hmm. and, and how it evolves. And I still do work with, um, younger groups of girls and I do workshops, but it, it started out of this place of hearing the different conversations and feeling like there wasn't any, anyone challenging it and giving people spaces to have different conversations that were, that were all just something to, to offer people like the other perspective of like, no, you don't have to lose 15 pounds or no, you don't have to like be the best mom or daughter or all of these things. Like it's okay to be like pretty shitty some of the time. Like it's okay to be like a five out of 10, you know? And so, and so, yeah, that's kind of like I guess how it how it evolved. um, Yeah, over time. Yeah, that was a long long answer. (laughs) No, I mean it's uh, it's really quite interesting. You know, the fact that you're speaking, someone has to be. You know, it's okay for you to be five out of ten. You don't have to be perfect. I think we're living in a world that 
everything and everyone feels like they need to be perfect one way or another and especially women <laughs> so, oh yeah you know so how do you get you know a woman who constantly feels feels bad every time they open up a magazine and they feel like you know what this is the way i want to be because what there are beauty standards you know that they were put there sort of commercially so everyone feels like that is the way you need to be for you to feel beautiful how do you start convincing that woman and and tell them you know what you don't have to follow the beauty standards of the world you can be comfortable Mm -hmm. you as you are you know and I guess the whole misconception of exercising, you know, you need to exercise to have a beautiful hip or a beautiful butt or <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to be healthy and feel good about yourself. I mean, how do you go about that in terms of convincing a woman? Oh, totally. Well, so what happens is a lot of times people there, you know, there's tons of women in the world. A lot of them will go to the people that are selling the like, I want to do like a clean eating sugar cleanse for 30 days, or I want to stop eating sugar or carbs or everything that I like that tastes good, right? (laughs) Which is fine, whatever. But like, that doesn't actually work like long term for anyone. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. like, why would the diet industry be like so gigantic? Booming? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the people that do come to me are the ones that have like, they might not be fully accepting of it yet, but they realize that something is not working for them. And it, they're tired of, they might not be fully ready to be like, okay, wait, like I can eat a cookie and not feel bad about it. But they're, they've realized that they've been doing something for too long. And it, like, I've noticed that it's sometimes it's someone that's 18 years old. Sometimes it's, it's someone that's in their fifties. Like it's a whole range. So that, that place, ha- that time comes in place for absolutely everyone but it's people that are just sick of, they're just sick and tired of feeling that same way of like rotating in and out of these different like quote diets that are not diets, but like, like whole 30 is a great example of like a diet that's actually a diet, but like masquerading as like healthy eating. It's, it's not, not, I don't even know what it is. There's (laughs) this thing. Yeah. It's this popular thing in America. It's like just another, it's another like diet thing that's now it's just a way, you know, there's always, it's like a paleo way of eating, whatever paleo, you know, all of these things were like, there's just a certain set of rules, but they market it as more of a, like a lifestyle change, but it's really just another diet in a new package. And so the people that come to me are, are sick of like these new packages and realize like they don't work and don't really know how to go about changing it. They just know something's not working. And I think that's the key is mm-hmm. that place of, of being of wanting to change and not maybe you're not sure like what you need to do, but you're just so sick of everything. Um, And I think one of the things you just said before too, about like the perfection is so interesting because you know, it's all tied up. Like I focus a lot on the food and body and exercise, but you know, you have like a conversation and about 10 minutes of that is spent talking about that. And then the other 50 minutes during a coaching session is really spent talking about, you know, wanting to be the best mom or like making sure you send your sister flowers for your birthday. So you don't forget and you don't want to, cause you don't want to feel bad. It's all of this pressure to be, you know, the best at everything. And, you know, just, you know, have the best home, like make sure your hair looks good. Make sure you're going for a full face. Your makeup looks good when you go out. It's like none of that matters. And so part, a lot of the work is, is breaking down these things of where do you actually want to have your energy? And like, it's fine if, if you, if what healthy looks like for you is like 
exercising two times a day, five mm. times a week. Like there's no rules, but it's, it's looking at every person individually and taking time for that person to define a, what, what like the word health means to them because everyone walks around being like, Oh, I want to be healthy and happy, but they haven't decided their own rules for what health and happiness means. They've just decided it based on what other people have told them that means. And it's absolutely different for everyone. Right. So so that's a big piece of it is first establishing what it means for everyone because it's so different. I've, I have yet to meet someone that has the same definition of health looks like and happiness looks like. And of course, like the first thing sometimes people say is like, oh, well, I want to be like, you know, this pant size. But then you break it down further and it's not always that. And But it's fine if it is that. Like, sure, like change your pant size. Like, you know, wear a different, you know, you, you want to not be a large and be a small. Sure. But like once you break, break through and you kind of start examining what's at the heart of everything, it's this like desire to, you know, be this person that is doing everything right, especially on the outside, because you don't want to be judged. You want people to like you. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah. And that's like what permeates through everything. And it's really challenging for people and that, you know, it shows up a lot with the food stuff and, and I don't know, it's just in all areas of life. And I think once you can figure out what you actually want and, and not what everyone else wants, and that includes like, if you eat cake for breakfast, like sometimes I like eating some chocolate for breakfast and there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes I don't like, sometimes I have like the green smoothie. Then other times I might have like cookies that I need the week before that are in my cabinet and that's fine. Like, but I know what works for me. And so it's so important for everyone to come up with their own definition and then work on slowly building up those skills instead of, you know, waiting for someone else to give them a rule book for like both their health and with their life. Cause it's just not ever going to work if you're waiting for someone else to tell you what to do all the time, you know? Mm, yeah. Interesting. I, I've noticed that um, increasingly here in the UK, there's, um, there's kind of a public story, a public narrative about uh, there's a big problem with obesity and it's all about, it all, it all yeah. seems to be linked to in the news. I mean, you know, not necessarily yeah, in my yeah. standing, but it all, is linked to kids have too much sugar and kids are, and, and too many kids are obese. And I, I believe people have told me that they're now weighing kids in schools, which I feel yeah. horrified by. Um, uh, uh. Yeah. But um, how do you sort of, because that's presented as sort of scientific information. And, and I think, you know, I have seen in various places a lot of discussion about how scientific that actually is in different ways and blah, blah, blah. But, how do you kind of help people to sort of sit differently with um, that kind of public health messaging? Of course. Weight and obesity and diet yeah. and, and stuff. A hundred percent. Which yeah. changes so, all the time, by the way. Just yeah, to- all the time. So <laughs> that's the thing, actually. Like, that's a key part of it. So that is exactly what I highlight for a lot of people. A, that it changes all the time. And what does that tell you? That no one actually knows. And B, if you actually dig into a lot of the research – behind the people saying like obesity is going to kill you you're going to die now like a lot of the stuff there's not actually if you go back there's not a lot of research that actually says being obese is going to kill you and it's like there's a lot of issues around health that you know some people go the thing is people go to the doctor right two people might go to the doctor one might be fat one i say by the way everyone has different relationships with the word fat like i'm like i don't have an issue with it like fat's a thing but it's it's not like a bad thing like it's everyone has different 
different relationships with the words, but um, and I think that's important to point out. But yeah, so some so two people, one goes into the, the doctor and they're fat. One goes into the doctor and they're thin. Maybe they have the same you know knee issue. The thin person is going to be given you know stretches, talk about actual movement. The fat person will be told right away like you need to lose weight, and they might not actually talk about like other things you could do other movement. It's, it always goes like straight to the weight. And there's a lot of bias in the medical industry mm-hmm. around all of this. And the, at the root of all of this stuff, it's like, tell it like, first of all, BMI is like a made up thing if anyone wants to research it. So it, it's not, it's not, it's just BMI is bullshit is what it is. And it doesn't, <laughs> It's not like a helpful diagnostic tool. It's like something like insurance companies use. And it's not yeah, we like should, <laughs> we yeah, should make it clear for our listeners who might may or may not know what it is, right? So BMI body mass is like yeah. a, a number that comes out of how tall you are versus how wide you are, right? Yeah, Something it's like that, it's right? so stupid. And it's like I I mean, it just is unbelievable because it doesn't take a ton of information into account. Like you could be, you could, your muscles could, you could have huge muscles and they could weigh a ton. And then you're like considered, you know, severely obese. It's like, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't take so much into context. And what it does is then it makes someone, it, it basically like so many people use it as a health indicator. So then you have someone with like a small body, um, that might not actually be healthy. Maybe they're, maybe they're not, they they're deemed healthy by maybe their doctor and society because their BMI is in a, is in a, quote, healthy place, whereas someone in a fatter body is deemed, like, problematic, even though they could actually be healthier if you actually looked at, you know, did their blood work or looked at what's actually going on in their life, how they live their life every day. But all of these things, like, they change all the time. It's like, the latest thing is that, like, if your BMI is actually in the in the overweight category, not normal, but not obese, that means you're going to live the longest. It's like, it changes like every year. It's like, who knows? Like, I think the best way to measure health is how an individual feels. And no one can tell a person how, like how an individual feels. And the problem is a lot of the medical profession, like just decides like weight is the most important thing. And it, and it's, it depends on the person and what the issue is, but like shaming people to be a certain weight doesn't help anyone. Listening to people, figuring out what they really need is what helps. Shaming people into losing weight or shaming people about their body, whether it's, quote, too big or too small, doesn't solve any problems. And you see it all the time, and it's, it's just, like, it's disgusting. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of times people bring up, like, oh, but obesity and all the children are becoming too fat and all of this stuff when they, like, don't want to – dig into what other things that are going on with families and kids and parents. And there's just like so many more factors and, you know, everyone just likes to be like, Oh, there's too much, too much sugar. It's like, let's look at like communities, how communities are built. Do they have access to go to stores where they can get healthy, healthy food or do they, can they only buy like, yeah, it's like, there, there are so many elements that go beyond like it, it's just people just like to be like oh obesity like kids are fat like all the light everything's going wrong now and it's just there there's a lot going on like you know there people are more sedentary they're not you know getting much movement at school certainly weighing kids at school is inducing more shame and there's been studies that prove that you know that kind of behavior like shaming people 
is going to actually like increase weight and weight stigma than, than, you know, subtract it. It's just, there's a lot going on, but I mean, I don't know. I deal with those like people all the time and I'm, and then I just go back to, well, I know that the people I'm helping are, you know, are, are improving their, their life and maybe it has something to do with weight. Maybe it doesn't, but you know, basically shaming people never helps. So let's just stop doing that is what I Yeah, yeah right. And also, you know, it's yeah. quite obvious when you look around you that people are made in different sizes, right? So oh they- my God, so <laughs> many different sizes. We're all different and we all have different body shapes. Yeah, and right, absolutely. Us, yeah, like some of us carry weight differently too. And it's just, you can't, oh, it's just, there's so many different different elements and it's just it's not the most important thing at all and so then to just look at someone's body and decide if they're healthy based on your definition of what health looks like not your but like you know just like society's definition of what health looks like is just it's damaging it's damaging for you know the the kids in school that are getting weighed it's damaging for you know people going to the doctor and like people don't go to the doctor because they don't want to be weighed which by the way if anyone's listening you're allowed to go to the doctor and say you don't want to be weighed like because if that's going to make you feel like bad about yourself don't do it say i don't want to be weighed I will write, you can email me, everyone. I will write you, like, (laughs) (laughs) just, you know, there's so much nonsense out there. And then all it does is make people feel worse. And, like, I've never seen, like, shame be, like, a long-term weight loss motivator. And people go on these diets. And the one thing, the one thing that's true with all of these things is, like, people go on these diets, whatever form they're in. And then, like, you know, two years later, between, like, two and five years later, people gain weight. They they gain more weight back. It's the like yo-yo dieting. Like there, there's, there's just bad stuff that's mm. going on because of people, you know, blanketing, making blank, blanket statements about, you know, fat mm. bodies and thin bodies. And yeah, I could just rant on this for hours, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be a devil's advocate here and ask yeah. this question. Okay. Go ahead. So for, 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 you know, for, uh, some of the some of the people, or since we're talking about women, some of the women that you know they're extre- they ex- let's just say, lack of better words, they they're sort of extremely, I can't say unhealthy, but it's just to the extreme. They're they're big enough that they can't come out of their beds. Let's say you know they they can't function, um, they can't move or, or things like that. It's almost heading towards you know it, it's causing them to have let's say conditions um heart diseases diabetes and and so on so um in your side you're saying that okay no one is really body shaming them but then at the same time i usually get that people don't have or not necessarily use the right means to let them let's say lose their weight Mm -hmm. so to ask you now yeah if, if a person has reached that kind of weight where it's almost like incap you know someone is incapable of functioning a day-to-day basis so do you mm-hmm. still you know advise them to you know do what you feel what's best for you of course yeah so i'll answer the question honestly so for me like well when people i i usually the if someone's in that the space you're describing that wouldn't be like the people I would regularly work with. But what I would say is that absolutely I still stand by everything I said because so the the approach to weight um, and bodies that I prescribe to is called health at every size. 
Um, okay. There's a website that you guys and listeners can go to, yeah. but uh, there's a whole bunch of medical professionals that also people like me and other med- like medical professionals, doctors, dietitians are also part of this community. And it's about treating people and people in vi- all different sizes of bodies, quote, too fat, too thin, all different sizes of bodies as an individual and not as a problem. So the same, the same way I would speak about a, someone that has a normal body, I would speak about as someone that has um, a larger body, as someone that has a thinner body, because everyone has different, you know, everyone has different experiences and situations. So like the, Mm. yeah. And so this, the situation of dealing with it would still be, um, would still be important to have that, the same messaging, how you would go about it would be um, getting, making sure you're working with someone that is a health at every size practitioner, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. that would be someone like probably with a dietitian that prescribes that belief and a therapist that prescribes that belief and maybe a coach, but like a a medical team that has that view of wellness and isn't just, you know, saying, okay, all your problems will be solved if you rapidly lose, you know, 200 pounds, because that might not actually be the case. So making sure you're surrounding yourself with the right um, medical team that is able to like give you what you need in the short term, but also set you up for that like longer term success around changing your your view about what health looks like and making sure you're getting what you need, but not just like restricting because that that same person right could be like, okay, I'll just like stop eating or I'll eat 500 calories a day for six months, and yeah, then they'll be in a smaller body, and other people around them might be like, you look so great, but they might not actually be healthy. So there's a lot that goes into it. But anyway, yes, I would still absolutely say um, that, yeah, it's up to them to feel good. And it's about what works for them and not what everyone is telling them a healthy body looks like. So, yes. And that's, it's almost like uh, you'd approach any other kind of um, physical, not even just physical, but other issues that, tend to be where where we discriminate about people's difference and stuff isn't it it's like Mm, you have the right to be in the body that you're in (laughs) you know absolutely (laughs) yeah for sure but like that body makes other people uncomfortable or just like you know yeah absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. go ahead Kimberly sorry (laughs) no it's like no it's totally it's just like all you know all of you know these topics it's like people are discriminated against in so many different ways and it's just you know it's it's hard and it's so upsetting yeah it really yeah. is it's just it's you can yeah it's so upsetting and oh, it's even it's just hard to you know it's heavy stuff it's heavy stuff to talk about it's heavy stuff to think about it's painful and you know people just have so much discrimination and all different kinds of bodies um both like you know if you're in a physically larger body if you're in a a body that you know you have a wheelchair you're you know different race you're from a different country so many different bodies and colors and shapes and size. like people are just it's like it's just crazy just makes me so mad guys <laughs> I, cer- mad. I certainly relate to some of this stuff that we're talking about as well as in that experience of kind of I had a back problem when I was at university and I'm a fairly short person and a fairly wide body and then I went to the doctor and said, you know, I've got this back problem and it's really, I I had a couple of incidents where my back um, kind of seized up and I couldn't walk in a short period of time. And then 
remember one time it always sticks in my memory when I had a flatmate who was who's a sort of tall person in a thinner body yeah <laughs> and I'd gone there with her and the the first thing the doctor said to me was like do you get any exercise have you thought oh, about swimming yeah. or something and, uh, <laughs> and, like, but I was a person who did a lot of swimming and that and, and and other kinds of exercise at that time in my life and have been at different times in my life so mm. I remember that she it was actually because she was there that she was like uh Marianne does loads of exercise but had she not been there you know that thing would have it I know yeah. that that conversation would have continued and it, that's happened to me a lot of times where that becomes the thing I'm supposed to do so I would have gone out of there and gone oh, okay I've got to go swimming like five times a week now right because yeah yeah and um you know and, and, and I guess she probably knew that, you know, she wouldn't have been asked those questions. Or she, you know, she was kind of horrified for, on my behalf and actually kind of empowered me in a funny way to oh, yeah. look for different solutions. And I, what I eventually discovered is that there are a couple of things that make my back worse. And one is the cold. Yeah. I didn't really live in England. And, the other <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't had an incident for years either. But the other is the way I sleep like oh. literally just like the weird patterns that I sleep in sometimes make it come a little bit back but um but yeah but but yeah. I don't think it has very much to do with how much I swim <laughs> no that's but like it's so funny that like that's I love that story so much a I love that your friend was there and like and that like this impact like that's the kind of thing when people have those experiences it, like totally empowers people but that's like such a good story because that's exactly the thing like yes like maybe yes not that like I'm saying weight doesn't make a difference or exercise isn't important I love exercise it's a big part of like my you know my stress relief it's a whole thing for me but like mm. when people have a problem or an issue or something it shouldn't be like unless you visibly look a certain way in one body that the only solution is like weight or like there's so many other things that would help you and and that that yeah like sleeping like your sleeping position that's huge you know and and that doesn't that might not come up for a lot of people if they go into the doctor's office and I, and don't have a more normal looking body, which is upsetting. And there are people out there that like, you know, will give, don't have that weight bias, but most people do. And it's, yeah, that's, it's just so crazy, isn't it? It's, it's crazy. I'm glad your friend was there with you, though. <laughs> it's, so a good, it's a good memory that sticks in my head that really made me realize that, um, that, that there was something different that was happening for her when she went into the doctors. Mm -hmm. I guess I had always thought before that the same thing happened to everyone. Yeah. It isn't, you know, that was kind of evidence that that probably wasn't the case. I mean, not that it was a controlled trial or anything, but just, you know, that she was just slightly surprised by, you know, the experience that I had there. And she was kind of like, you know, you go swimming and by the way, like you've got a problem and the doctor should be helping you, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. like on my behalf. Yeah. Totally. I mean, there's, yeah, exactly. There's like other things too. It's like very other, like there's other things to people's bodies and like just a weight, like a number on the scale. There's so much other stuff going on, but like no one likes to pay attention to that. Yeah, exactly. I'm interested, Kimberly, in kind of what um, keeps you motivated in this work because it sounds, you know, it's, it's obviously challenging work in lots of ways and it's going against, um, yeah. you know, some of what the culture and society around us is yeah in, in, in most cultures around the world nowadays I think definitely experience so what what motivates you to keep going and how do you you know keep up your strength to keep on challenging those ideas yes 
That's a great question. Mm-hmm. It depends. <laughs> Something I think I'm still trying to figure out, but um, I do. Yeah, like I. It depends on the day, honestly. Like because sometimes I just want to like hit my head against the wall, and sure. other times I'm like, yeah. I'm energized. I'm motivated. I'm going to take this on. So like, that's the honest truth. Like it just depends on the day, but a lot of it is, um, it is like, this is where I'm going to sound really coachy. It is a lot of self care. Like I do make mm-hmm. sure I'm taking care of myself and mm-hmm. for, like, you know, that could mean a different thing every week. A lot of times it's, um, I, I like spending a lot of time alone, just a lot. Like I love just being by myself. It's great. I love alone time. So I need like a lot of alone time to refuel and relax. And so that's a big one for me. And just, um, yeah, just relaxing and like reading a book, like just doing nothing, you know? Um, and yeah, like that's, that's a big one for me. Like making sure I'm spending some time outside, getting fresh air, um, for me, like movement is really important. So I mean, like exercise, movement, fitness is really important for me. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean like, I'm always like, Hey, let's go to the gym and like work out for an hour every day. No, like sometimes, um, what movement is one day is like, I'm lifting weights for, mm-hmm. you know, 45 minutes. And then the next day it could mean like, I've literally just gone for a 15 minute walk and that's it like around yeah. the block. Mm-hmm. And for me, like that's equal. There's no, like, this is better. This is worse. It's just ha- making sure I'm having that kind of daily movement of some kind. And it could yeah. be even just like stretching at home, but that's so essential for me is, is, is cause it makes me feel more centered and in my body. And, um, yeah, that's super important for me is that, is that piece. And that's, I guess all still part of self-care, but like movement, spending time alone, and also like making sure I'm having conversations with other people. And I have other friends that also have that same viewpoint and mentality so that like I have people to talk to when, you know, you, I encounter messaging or things that frustrate me that I feel like, oh, this is so hard having more, having um, community um, of people to talk about it with. And that's, that's really important. But um, yeah, so I'd say the community movement and just like, yeah, spending time alone and and paying attention. And sometimes though, like my, honestly, sometimes like the self-care is like, I say spending time alone, but sometimes it's spending time with people. Like sometimes I, I do need to just like, go out to dinner with a, a big group of friends and that feels really good for me. And, and so it just depends and being really in tune with um, what it is that I need like that week. And sometimes I'm not as in tune and sometimes I get really run down and yeah. And then I realize and then I come back to reality. I'm like, okay, just chill out, watch some Netflix, don't do anything. Yeah. And then I'm fine again. So yeah, that's, it's definitely um, sometimes harder than other times. I'd say like what keeps me going is just, you know, const the constant like frustration that of things I see and hear. Um, sometimes they're directed at me. I mean, I like so I would be like I have a like pretty quote normal looking body, right? I've been a a few different body sizes, but I'm very I have a quote normal looking body, right? And so sometimes like it's people don't always, it's not always something that's directed towards me, but it's messaging I see and some things people say to other people, but sometimes it's all sorts of things and, and they, they anger me and that anger is what, what keeps me going. And I think like someone has to do this work. Like 
I can't just sit back and get mad that things are happening if I'm not coming to the table with another option. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's what it is. It's like, I can't, if I'm, I can complain about something, but if I'm going to complain, I better have something to offer people instead. And so, yeah, it's that like, it's that thing of like looking around and still seeing like, there's so many issues. There are so many problems. And as much as like things are sometimes improving and people have more conversations about bodies, like you also now see like people, you know, and companies taking on things like body positivity just because it's trendy. And so like in their marketing, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're body positive. And then you actually like have a conversation or go to someone's class or, or, you know, investigate them, them further. And you're like, okay, no, you're actually not. And you know, it's, yeah. it's that kind of stuff where I, I just feel like, you know, I'm so drawn to it. I feel so strongly about this work and um, yeah, I just, I feel so passionate about it and want to see that change happen and you know, that's what keeps me going. And then also like when people, you know, I get an email from someone or a text and they've read something that I wrote or, you know, I've had a client session with someone and then like a week goes by and they're like, Oh my God, this was so helpful. You um, had this conversation with my friend, like just, you know, that positivity of someone being like, you made a difference. Yeah. That's what really keeps me going. I'm like, okay. Like, so when I, ha- so I actually have this, I have a, do- a folder on my, on my computer where I keep like little snippets of things. Like if I am feeling like down and like, it feels like, Oh, this is so much work to take on. I just like revisit that folder with like a nice little positive comment from someone. Yeah. Like I, I got one uh, a few weeks ago from a friend that said she was showing my Instagram page to her daughter who's like six because she wants her daughter to have role models like me who are like honest and positive and like like I was just like I I cried I was like oh my gosh that's like that's amazing I just like the idea that like someone is like showing their daughter they're like I want my daughter to be like have positive role models that aren't just like one that don't just look one way and don't just act one way and say one thing like that just made me so happy so it's stuff like that that keeps me going so I'm like I'm making a difference in someone's life and their daughter's life and it's those little things that like I often forget about and then you know I'm reminded when you know someone asks me like like you guys (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea of having a folder of things Mm -hmm. to keep you going oh yes it's so good you definitely do it's my yeah I started it like I think uh, maybe like eight months ago because I kept on like screenshotting things or saving things and forgetting to say and forgetting about it. And now I just have it in one place and it's, it's called, yeah, I think it's just like, I called it love letters. It might not, or I don't know what its name is now, but it's really nice to have that for myself. And I think everyone needs, you know, a boost no matter what you're doing or what industry you're in. Absolutely. It's nice. Like if you work in a corporate environment, save like client emails that say like, thanks so much. You did an awesome job on this. Like it doesn't matter what you work in. Like or if someone, if you work in like customer service and you've helped someone and they're like, Oh, that was so helpful. Or like, like I had a really good latte earlier today and I burnt the barista. I was like, this was one of the best lattes I've ever had. So if someone says something like that to you, write it down and keep your, like a personal notebook. Be like a stranger said this to me. Like that stuff is yeah. good. You guys should do it. It's so good. <laughs> so, so if I'm someone who's been listening to this conversation, Kimberly, and wants to um, find out more either about you, but also about um, health at any size and the issues that we've been talking about, what are the go-to places um, so your website, but then also, and if, you know, some way that you think has really good information. 
if, if there's somewhere else? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, cause yeah, I'm still trying to always like figure out like who I, <laughs> who I like. Cause like sometimes I, I'm in a place right now where I, I constantly, uh, you know, what's actually really helpful. I'll tell, this is a good thing. If someone's listening to this and is connecting with that, this message, go on your social media and you know when you're like going through your social media and you're flipping through and you're like annoyed by someone's post or annoyed by something they do like full permission to unfollow them or hide them so look on facebook you can hide people Mm -hmm. on instagram you can unfollow people and it's it's okay if they're your friends but then like follow people and like just follow people that make you feel good or things you like because if you're you know we can all pretend like oh yeah I'm good like I I'm not looking at my phone but like you know you're on a bus and you're like messing around you're gonna play with your phone so like make sure the imagery you're seeing regularly is stuff that makes you feel good if you want to feed on Facebook of all cupcakes go for it you know like just make sure you're following (laughs) like people and things that bring you joy um you know whatever that looks like you know it that that's always that's always good to do there's someone um just thinking now jess baker is someone i follow the jess baker is someone i follow on instagram that i really like um yeah i don't know it's just it's important to just surround yourself with those like it's great Mm. to have these concepts and talk about these things but like in your own life on your own social media feeds and what you see visually every day like make sure it's stuff that's making you feel good and if it's not cut it out and stop following people and follow people and organizations and things that will make you like feel good so if you have a friend that's like posting gym selfies all the time that annoys you don't follow them if <laughs> then that's their own issue like don't follow them that's my best advice like do that because that's what makes a big difference i mean like come to my yeah. website and also like check me out but like then like do that because that's no matter like how many articles or websites you read like that's that is the single thing that i think makes a big difference because it's you know mm-hmm. you scroll through your social media and websites so much so making sure it's images and messages that that are not gonna be negative is very important mm, absolutely yeah great advice but tell us your website as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's um it's so it's kimberlyweiss.com um so it's all because it's the kimberly is spelled the american way so it's um k-i-m-b-e-r-l-y and then w-e-i-s-s.com and that's my my name on instagram as well i have a facebook page but i basically just repost all my Instagram things onto my Facebook page so I'm better um, my website or um, my Instagram are, are the best ways to find me cool that's great yeah, yeah. thank you so much Kimberly. yeah thank you so much I love that you guys are in different countries and <laughs> chatting because you know I love well I obviously am a, and a travel lover too so it's like fun to be talking to people in different places <laughs> yeah I think this topic as well feels very resonant in, in certainly in both the places that we are and, and probably everywhere in the world right now. Yeah. So it's really important to have. I mean, in just, in just sharing, uh, sharing culture, um, some of the cultures, especially here in Tanzania or some of the tribes, they actually consider, you know, 
the bigger you are, the more beautiful you are. That's so. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but then, yeah, oh so, my God. So, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's like a great point to make. I would say like everything like we kind of talked about that is in relation to, I mean, larger body center, but like people are discriminated against at all kinds of sizes and all kinds of shapes. So it's like, and that's really important. That's like, like thin shaming is the same thing as like fat like it's all bad fat shaming <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, exactly. it's all over Absolutely. and so yeah it's all so if you yeah if i said something and i'm like larger bodies you can just take out like take that out and apply smaller bodies it's all <laughs> the same it's like all the same nonsense it's like it's a good body only yeah. one way, and it's crazy. Yeah, and actually yeah. think that that you highlighting that there's it's really interesting because they think in certainly in in sort of urban centres in Tanzania now there is you know there is also this other idea of 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 more of a you know a, a magazine style thinner body style you know that exactly there exactly. as well exactly. that's that's yeah. that's another confusion right <laughs> it's like yeah. another layer <laughs> you're pressured exactly. in both directions at once yeah mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of a crazy oh yeah basically like having a body of any kind is wrong so like we know no of us have any bodies because like right. god it's crazy and when we reduce it to that yeah. then that really that really makes you realize how ridiculous it is right yeah i mean it is it's so ridiculous yeah it's crazy yeah yeah it's it's just uh there's no point really (laughs) just be comfortable stay comfortable yeah thank you yeah thank you so much this was really this was really interesting (laughs) yeah of course thank you both it was so nice to talk to you And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>